Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the best Nintendo podcast, really the best video game podcast in the atmosphere. Thank you for being a part of the Spawncast Network Patreon page and getting this and so much more content early. If you're missing out, I highly suggest you check out the Patreon. Link will be in the description box down below. But we're here to talk about some Nintendo stuff. What appeared to be a quiet week turned into some things worth talking about. I am joined, as always, by Josie Woe. Josie, how are we doing? I'm super good. I am excited to talk about the Mario Direct thing. That was kind of awesome. So right. yeah. Spoilers, jeez. And uh, Nate the Hate <laughs> is here as always. Nate, how are we feeling? Feeling good. We are on the brink of football season. We just had the Mario Direct, so it's been a good week. And Starfield came about. out. Starfield came out. That's well, right. So. Well, coming out, I should say. Um, yeah, it's an hour away. Well, I think it actually came out an hour ago as of recording. Oh, okay. Um, been playing anything interesting this week? Anyone? Any anything worth talking about? I've been playing a few things, but I figure I'll let one of you guys go first. I've been playing River City Girls, which is awesome. Yeah, did you get a little review copy for that? I did get a little review oh, copy. It's probably look, the coolest moment of my little YouTube career. I was kind of freaking out. Wonder I know. Who, wonder who helped you out with that. I appreciate it. Uh. <laughs> But it's been really, really fun. I, I a lot of people have recommended it to me because I like sort of got on a little beat 'em up kick of like the more recent ones with Street Fighter. Or wow, that was completely the wrong. Double Streets Dragon. of Rage. Oh. Streets of Rage, Double Dragon, and uh, Shredder's Revenge. And then I played Scott Pilgrim and stuff. So do you? It's, have, it's really fun. Do you have the Turtles collection? The no, I don't. All... I think I need to get that. Yeah, you need to get that. You'll you'll enjoy them. At the very least, you'll enjoy the two arcade games and uh, Turtles in Time. Some of the, the NES ones, like Turtles 2 is an NES version of Turtles 1, the arcade game. So that's kind of skippable. Yeah. But Turtles 3 is actually pretty solid for, for a beat-em-up game. But yeah, that's I think you would enjoy that. Uh, Nate, yeah. you, you played anything? Uh, playing some uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, sir. Very fun game quality game at that um have also been playing still playing through beat saber trying to see if i can get the platinum in that but i just have a couple of trophies that i don't know if i'm going to get to the high enough skill level to get there and i have to return to shredder's revenge we just had the dlc drop so yeah i gotta kinda have to up. revisit that yeah i think we should do a we should do a spawn cast plays on that um we should I've yeah. been playing as far as new stuff is concerned. Well, I mean, technically they're both new. Um, sea of Stars. Um, by the time you watch this, I probably will have a video up on the channel about it. You know, you know me. I even say this in my video. I hate when people overhype things, and I definitely thought this was a case of overhyping. But it's actually, it's actually really good. It's it's really fun, and. It's the combat that that draws me in because it's turn based, but it's interactive turn based, meaning that if somebody's attacking you, you press A at the right time and you they do less damage. And if you're attacking them, you press A at the right time and you do more damage. And then there's specific moves like there's one move, for instance, it's a special move where you're volleying something back and forth. And if you get you know your rhythm down, you could do like big damage with it. So. It's a very charming game. I don't really, I don't know. The story's all right, but um, the gameplay is, is awesome and it looks absolutely gorgeous. And I've been playing the best 
ROM hack for the N64 of all time. WWF Legends Challenge 64. It got me in good graces with Reset Era. Some Someone on Reset Era shared my video to show how cool it was. And only one person complained about me. But, it, dude, wow. it's, it's so fucking awesome. <laughs> it, That's it's, a new record. Yeah, especially on there. Um, it, it, dude, it's so awesome. I was I was just playing it before we went on, and like it just time just flies when you're playing it. The roster is great. Everyone has a million different attires. Each arena is based on old wrestling arenas: Madison Square Garden, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania three, uh, Saturday Night Main Event, so on and so forth. Each arena has dedicated announcers. So the old versions of these games. It was a fucking nightmare to to get it to run. I, as of like last week, could barely get it to run, and I never could get the audio to run because you had to run like a hex file alongside of the game in order to have the imported audio work to get like wrestlers theme songs to get the commentary. So I never really messed around with it because it was just way over my head. But now they've streamlined it, and each individual arena has different announced teams. So like you have combinations of like Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. You have Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura, Tony Schiavone and uh, Bobby the Brain Heaton. Like it's just a revolving door of people. And, you know, it's not like they're calling the action one for one or anything like that, but they use general stuff to make it, you know, engaging. And what the people did was they went back and ripped commentary from wrestling episodes and put it in the game like got high quality audio of it to put it in the game like it's not an ai or it, it's it's so good it's I, it's it's exactly what i've wanted it's it's the perfect game in my opinion All right. and i have and, a video up on it go watch it so you got the video and on the topic of wrestling rest in peace to bray wyatt and terry funk oh legends. my god legends. you know terry We'll get into video games in a second, I promise, people. Terry <laughs> was a tough one for me because I've been a fan of Terry Funk for a very long time. But I find comfort in that as crazy as that motherfucker was, he lived to be 79. Many of his peers never even sniffed uh-huh. 50. So, right. like, you know, obviously his last few years, they weren't his best in terms of physically and mentally. But he lived a very long and complete life. Bray Wyatt, on the other hand, you know, he was 36. That's two years younger than me. Yeah, right. Yeah, younger than me as well. And, you know, I always enjoyed the Bray Wyatt character, the baseline of his theme when he would come out, the promos he could give. And as much as creative would sabotage him time and time again with bad booking, he continued to reinvent himself and would always have the crowd interested in what he was doing. Definitely one of the most inventive creative minds in the wrestling industry that we may ever see but to go at 36 years old i mean that's that's a true tragedy oh he has a kid on the or he i think he has a kid on the way or just one but he has like four kids some of them are his some of them are his um wives from a, a previous thing but i think it was four kids left behind and potentially a fifth or maybe the the fourth was the one that was just born i'm not 100% 100% sure, but, you know, it's a tough business, man. It's a it's a tough business, and, you know, we're starting to get to that age where, you know, all the people we grew up with, you know, they're starting to... starting to Getting old. Yeah, they're I mean, starting to 
leave us. And, you know, you didn't really have that. I swear we're going to get into video games in a second. <laughs> you really didn't have that as much. Like our, like our parents' generation, I don't think it was quite the same. You know what I'm saying? Because it, media wasn't what it was, you know, come like the 80s and the 90s and stuff like that. Like you grew attachments to these people. You You literally grew up with these people you know in some mm -hmm. cases you know these people were your your inspirations they were you know they were there to guide you you know if, if you know you had whatever situation going on at home so it, yeah it's a goddamn shame man rest in peace to bray wyatt rest in peace to terry funk josie has no idea what we're talking about but that's okay. r.i.p oh. terry funk hey She's, she's a funker. She went to Funk U University. I used to have a Funk U University shirt. I wish I still had it. All right, but let's get into some of the topics of this week. One of the more interesting topics is the Nintendo Switch keeps on rolling. We have now surpassed the Wii U's, or the, excuse me, we surpassed the Wii oh. U quite a while ago. The Wii sales in uh, North America, which is very impressive. That system had that. Ellen DeGeneres appeal where it was on, you know, every television mm -hmm. show in the world. And now it's surpassed that. And, you know, obviously it's, it's been a bit of a different life cycle. You know, the Wii was kind of a, a massive spurt and then a, a sharp decline. Whereas the switch, you know, yes, it's on the downside, but still, you know, it's, it's still doing numbers and stuff like that. So pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. And, and I think that's the interesting thing about it is when you look at the trajectory of Wii sales, it was a success right out of the gate. And it had those three to four years of just unrivaled sales. So the switch never hit the highs that the Wii was having in the North America region, but the switch has been that stable, steady seller since 2017. So even though it has taken longer to achieve this milestone of over what I believe it is 40 million, 41 million in North America, it's just been a nice stable sell through while the Wii was doing, you know, 3 million sales sometimes in December, the switch has never achieved that. But the longevity of the system is something we really haven't seen potentially going back to the PlayStation 2. Right. I think the consistency just of of the system and like the overall quality of most of the output, too, I think has just gone into making it constantly sell and sell and sell on top of the fact that we have had multiple iterations of it. We really only had that one iteration of the Wii, I think, at the end. Right. Just that top loader. Yeah. We well, we also there was... had a slight redesign where they removed the GameCube ports. Right. It was still okay. the same shape, but they just removed that one thing. So it was kind of a silent revision that didn't okay. add anything. And then yeah, the, and it... the mini at the end. Right, the mini. Yeah, and those those aren't like telling people to go out and grab them. You know, you'd, you wouldn't want to lose a feature like the GameCube thing. So I think what the Switch has done well is just creating like an ecosystem of consoles where a lot of people have more than one at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to have multiples, but now I'm down to two. But I mean, that's still that's still more than yeah, one. Um, exactly. You know, and and like we've talked about previously, could it potentially catch the PS2? I mean, it has a chance. It just kind of depends on how everything sort of plays out over the next 
I'd say eight to 12 months. You know, I think within eight to 12 months, we'll be able to take a, a solid guess as to whether or not that that's going to happen. I know some people out there think it's a foregone conclusion, but we like to live in a more realistic area here. You see, that's the thing where people are saying, oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to happen. If we take the current sales forecast that Nintendo has for the remainder of the fiscal year, we will come in at, I believe, about 140. So we're still 16 to 18 million units shy of the PlayStation 2. So depending on what Nintendo forecasts for the coming fiscal year, so we're talking 2024 into early 2025, we will have a better idea if Nintendo even, you know, envisions matching the PlayStation 2 because they could come in next April and say, what we're anticipating for Switch sales is only to ship 10 million units. Well, now all of a sudden that 160 million figure doesn't sound all that practical anymore because the likelihood of going into 2025 for the 2026 fiscal year is that Nintendo is going to decrease those sales even further, you know, potentially to 5 million units. So Nintendo may never even ship 160 million Nintendo Switch units. So right now, yeah, it's a nice speculative angle of could it achieve this? It's all dependent on what Nintendo sees for the future for the platform. But once the successor is out, there is that chance Nintendo just says we're cutting production of the Switch and we're ready to move on to a next-gen platform. And Nintendo doesn't care about the milestone. They're not going They're not going to go out of their way to achieve the best-selling home console of all time. They're going to look at it as a business and say it's getting too expensive to manufacture these Tegra X1 SoCs and, you know, right now. And we're going to make our pivot to our successor hardware. So if we come in at 154 million sales, job well done. We're happy with that figure. Now let's go on to our next project and hopefully we can replicate that success. But as you said, you know, we'll find out in a year what Nintendo is forecasting going into the new fiscal year and whether or not 150 is even feasible for Nintendo at that point. Josie, got something yeah. to say? I I agree. I I'm excited to see how I guess how far we can push the switch. I mean, I don't really know what to add to Nate's little poetic statement there. It was really nicely said. I was, I was just checking, making sure you're still awake. I will. I'm here. I'll let Josie go first before I pontificate any further. <laughs> no, you can you can pontificate. No, I mean you can pontificate, and if I have anything specific, I I just I don't know. I, I agree. I, there's not a lot. What do you think about this, RGT? What do you have to add to Nate's statement? Nothing. I think he hit the nail on the head, and I I'll see. have to follow it up. Look, look, I'm the host here by default okay. somehow. Right. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should have a word a week, and we can have like a Pee Wee's Playhouse reaction if one of us say it. R.I.P. Pee Wee, man. You're going to get me on my feelings again with that. <laughs> R.I.P. Pee Wee. That's tough, man. That was tough. So yeah, Switch stuff keeps rolling around. Now we got a better look at our uh, our big game coming up. Obviously, this will be one of the the main topics here today. Um, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. There had been rumors that something was going to potentially happen with that game this week, and it looks like hey, you know, those rumors came to fruition. Um, Super Mario Brothers Wonder got. A uh, 15 minute or roughly 16 minute direct. Um, 15 minutes of that was dedicated to Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and one minute or so was dedicated to a Nintendo Switch variant. Speaking of different Switch variants, a 
really plain and boring red <laughs> Nintendo Switch OLED as the uh, speaker would refer to it as. It has a little Mario icon in the corner and on the little little flap when you turn the flap down to put in your HDMI cable. Hey, there's some coins. Kind of cool. I'm pretty sure they just reused the red Mario dock from the other Mario version and I don't know, maybe it was a little darker. I'm looking at it right now because I have it right next to me. Maybe it was a little darker than this, but... Yeah, I think it's a slightly different shade of red, but I'm colorblind, so don't take my word for it. And <laughs> I use that to my advantage every time we play a game. Um, True. But yeah, very, very sort of pointless. I will say before we get into the game itself, thank God there was absolutely zero time spent on introducing the new Mario voice. I would have been very annoyed with that. Nobody even knew it was a different voice. Nobody knew. Maybe five people on the internet knew. There was some speculation over the sound and tone from the original trailer where people were wondering if a change had been made, but the majority of people did watch that trailer and didn't notice that it was a new voice. And obviously, yes, Nintendo came out confirmed that Charles Martinet is not the voice, and it became a huge talking point where everyone suddenly knew it wasn't him. So, you know, a little bit of their childhood acting. Their childhoods were ruined because, you know, that Wahoo <laughs> and So Long Gay Bowser, that was uh, that was my childhood. What? Yeah, did you, you played Super Mario 64, haven't you? Yeah. When you throw Bowser. So Long Gay Bowser. Oh. Yeah, that was the talking point in the in the nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Wow. It yeah. also came back up with Mario Galaxy, where people were noticing the stars on the letters of the game pointed out you are Mr. Gay. <laughs> 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 so that was a thing back then as well. It's so. a screenshot or something like that. That's bizarre. Yeah, you can find it. And people talked about it a lot when they first noticed it. You know what, Sean? You and I, when we grew up, the voice of Mario wasn't Charles Martin, eh? No, it wasn't. It, it was, was Captain, Captain Lou. Lou. Captain Lou, baby. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on and do the Mario. Like, that was Mario. Mario <laughs> didn't have a voice until the N64. So, I think he had it in Mario Teaches Typing. Yeah, that doesn't count. And that though. was Charles Martin, eh? We didn't have computers. We were poor. That's true. We I never even knew it was a game until very recent. We weren't like John who had, oh, Dad, can I play Doom and Quake? Yeah, I, was walking I was online the... in 1989. I was walking to the park by myself. You had a park? Wow, it must be nice. But anyways, <laughs> getting back to Super Mario Wonder, um, we're going to start with the good, the questionable, or the bad. Tell me where you want to go with this, and we can all... I... I'd love to know what you thought was bad. Okay. Bad. The talking flower. I better be able to turn that damn thing off. I don't want you to talk to me. It annoyed the hell out of me watching that. I was like, what is this? No, no, no. I do not like this. I don't like it. I don't need some little flower giving me little weird quips. Um, Somebody told me that they think it's the Ring Fit Adventure voice. Um, Oh. And I think they might be correct with it. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it. Does anyone else, does anyone else feel the same? Please, at least somewhat feel the same. Come on, it's annoying. I do not. I think it's fine. But I think it's kind of funny. I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, Mario should be voice acted." I think this is going to be voice acted, I never said and then that. they like, I never no, said I'm not. 
I'm not saying you. I'm not going to say RGT said this. I'm saying like some people, I guess I did say everyone, but mm. some people, some people were like, oh, it'd be cool if Mario was voice acted. And Nintendo heard that and was like, yeah, we'll give the stupid flower a voice. And See, it's kind of funny. It's a stupid flower. Even you it's agree. A, I mean, it's dumb, but it's like, I don't have an issue with it. I think it's kind of funny. Nate, how are we feeling about the flower? I'm okay with what I heard in this particular presentation. Now, how is it going to translate when I'm actually playing the game? That's going to be a different scenario. It could become very tiring and very grating after an extended period of time. But I could see with well-written lines and delivery, it could provide some moments of humor. So right now I'm indifferent on it. This flower is like the how-to flower, right? He's like tells you what to do and all that kind of. Sometimes he just says random crap, though. Oh, like encourage. I don't need encouragement, sir or madam, <laughs> whatever flower you identify. Identify. I mean, isn't don't they have pollen and stuff like that? So are there boy He's... and girl flowers? Like no, right? They're asexual. They yeah. eat. They have yeah. They, they have, have the bees. pollen, yeah. They have the seed, and they have. We don't need to get into the anatomy of a plant. Kind I mean, of insane. We should. Um, <laughs> we're we're teaching people stuff here, but yeah, I I hated the flower. Um, but everything else, well, mostly everything else, was very very satisfied with. I'm not quite sure. How do I say this? I'm not quite sure. It's like the the complete reinvention that people were thinking. But I do think as long as the wonder stuff is implemented rather frequently, it could be very, very interesting. We got an interview um, with Wired that sort of broke down a lot of the things that they wanted to do and how the game wasn't going to be rushed because they wanted to include every crazy idea that they could, even if they felt like they couldn't, they wanted to find a way to do it. And what I saw from the wonder stuff looked um, um, amazing like it, i i love when things are normal and then everything just gets crazy like a like a like a drug trip you know what i'm saying so that's yeah. why some people do drugs because they want to you know <laughs> taking shrooms and stuff that's what yeah, happens bro your world just yeah, it's you know. like yoshi's island on the super nes when you would hit that big pollen puffer thing and you you Yoshi would get stoned. He'd walk on and music would get all trippy and the world would go all blurry and stuff. If only you could dump that baby in a dumpster. Um, anyways, um, I, I didn't, I didn't like that game either. Like I like the, the crying baby. Yes. Crying baby yes. Is the flower equivalent to you? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. That's what Turn it makes me think. Turn the volume off and listen to a podcast. I need to hear the game's music. Josie. Whoa. Mario games are known for their music. <laughs> Like Not I would like to name. just just let me let me turn the flower off. If you give me the option, I'll be happy. But no, like the the different perspectives, and then you're like in the clouds jumping on like very very cool stuff. It it gives the oh. game charm that we haven't seen in a 2D Mario game in a very very yes. I I would say since like what right. the, the first new Super Mario Brothers game on the DS like that yeah. game was very different. Than what we had gotten, but everything since then has been so similar. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. When you look back at the 2D Mario games, every single one had charm and personality, and they all had a factor that differentiated itself from the prior entry. And then that new line, which is so stagnant, it felt like a carbon copy of the prior release. There was no innovation in terms of music design, visual design. It just felt as though they were rinsing and repeating a formula over and over again. 
And that was a pity for older ones of us who had played games in the 2D Mario franchise because the evolution from, you know, Mario Brothers 3 to Super Mario World was huge. Even going from Super Mario World to Yoshi's Island was a significant departure from what we were used to. And then the new line just became very sterile. So what we're seeing with Wonder is very invigorating and it's unique, it's creative, it's inventive. It's what we had come to expect from a 2D Mario. So for them to return to the roots of the franchise and get creative again, definitely piques my interest and makes me excited to play the game in just over two months now. And that's exactly what 2D Mario needed because the 3D Mario games always reinvent themselves. And for whatever reason, Nintendo, I don't want to say got lazy, they just got a bit too complacent when it came to the 2D Mario line. Maybe they didn't view it as vital or important to their game library. And now it seems as though they recognize we can make these major releases for our platform. The potential is there. And they finally let the team just go all out and try new ideas, try new visual techniques. And we could potentially be on the precipice of the finest 2D Mario game in the last two to three decades. Yeah, I think it's always great when Nintendo gets weird and wacky with it because they just come up with like the craziest things that no other company would ever like attempt really. And I think it's like like RGT said in that uh, interview or article where he was talking about how they just really didn't put any deadline on there and let them go wild with it. They came up with over 2000 different possible outcomes and ideas and they completely reinvented all the power-ups and things like that. And I think it just shows that oftentimes I feel like with Nintendo, I guess, it's it's like they're very stuck in their ways. And they want to do things their way most of the time. But this feels like they're finally letting loose a little bit and just coming up with something very fun and creative. Mm-hmm. And these games have always... New Super Mario Bros., even just rinse and repeated, has sold very well. I think the one on the Switch has like almost 10 million copies, right? Yes. Either around 10 million or if not above 10 million. Yeah. So like they could have very well just put out another one and it would have done well. But I think it speaks a lot to how Nintendo just really wants to please the fans and make something special and different. And uh, I hope that the trajectory of what this is setting for the Mario 2D franchise continues because I'd love for them to... Mm -hmm do other weird and wacky things like this. And I, I absolutely loved this, just the whole look at the game. I thought it was great. I honestly feel as though they had to do what they did with Wonder, where they reinvented things and went in an exciting new direction to mm-hmm. kind of save the 2D Mario line. Because when you have a decade of very safe, sterile releases, fans can often begin to sit there and say, well, if you're not really putting in any inspiration, I'm going to begin to lose interest in this. And yes, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe has sold exceptionally well because it was kind of the first entry for a lot of people due to the Wii U underperforming and not, and not a lot right. of people buying that platform. But there's still a sizable audience who had played the game on the Wii U, was familiar with Super New Super Mario Bros. 2. They played the first one on the DS. Then they played it on the Wii. Where it was just becoming that, like, yeah, this is fine. But everyone was waiting for innovation. And Nintendo did deliver on it, though there is one concern about the game for me, and it may be exclusive to me, but the director of the game Mm -mm. was the programmer Mm. of the camera in Mario Sunshine. Uh, That's, you know, (laughs) I don't think that's a, 
that's a crazy thing to say because that that's a little concerning to me too. Like, luckily, the game doesn't have a camera. Right. There's no. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So they did take away his greatest flaw. <laughs> you know, but I I did see that in his credits. I was like, oh no, fuck Mario Sunshine. <laughs> you know, people out there act like Mario Sunshine is a great game. It's not, and it's okay to uh to admit that it's not. Um, but no, I I definitely agree. You know, it was a much needed sort of refresh, and I think they're uh, they're doing a good job with the refresh. Now, talk about the bad, stupid flower. Talked about the great. <laughs> you know, power ups look good and all that stuff. Online. Now, this was an interesting topic leading up to this event. We knew that the game had local multiplayer, and then today we learned that the game does have online, kind of. So what this online is, with your local uh, multiplayer, it, it's standard multiplayer. Everyone's on the screen. Everyone's doing this, that, and the other, working together. Online, it's not. You're playing the game at the same time as people, but it's not the same game. It's just the same level. And you have this little ghost outline of the other people that are playing the game with you. You can also do friends modes to play with your friends and you can do like a race with them, but they're always these ghost characters that you don't really interact with unless you die when you're playing. And then one of the characters that's the outline can then save you by, by jumping on you. This, <laughs> I, I don't hate it because it gives us something to play online together. But I also mm-hmm. don't love it because it seems like they did everything within their power to just skirt around what it should have been in, at, at the start of this. Standard, right. four people playing through a level, working <laughs> together. Now, do we think that's a design choice? Like, I don't see... I I, I, I guess... I guess my my issue with it is I don't see the reasoning behind it unless it's a technical limitation because uh-huh. of the fact that you could say, oh, well, they want you to experience the levels, you know, by yourself when people it's like, no, because you're playing the same levels that you're playing in local co-op. So what is it about the online where you couldn't just be like, oh, OK, we'll just we'll just make it normal. Like it's it's. It's the most Nintendo thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my it's, life. Yeah, I mean, so, this this is very similar to what we see from Demon Souls, where yes. you have the shadows of other players in the area, and you can kind of see what they're doing and playing, but you don't directly interact with them. The only main interaction you would have had with them while you're in that ghost form is that you could leave the notes where you'd read and, you know, maybe you get a hint or maybe a person would sabotage you. So it's very reminiscent of that. And the only reason I could imagine, and we kind of talked about this before in a prior episode, that they're lacking full-on online co-op multiplayer is that it has to be a technical limitation. And maybe it's due to the physics where you would have four people bouncing off each other, running into each other, picking each other up, throwing each other off a stage. That's the only rational reason I could come up with for lacking that type of functionality that is otherwise present in the local co-op yeah i i agree nate i think that is probably just because of how chaotic four players can get like four player 
co-op multiplayer, at least you guys are sort of in the same room and you can like tell each other not to. I guess like ideally we could be in a call or something. But I or, think Josie, let me tell you something. There's some systems, get this. There are some systems where you could start a party and then you can all talk to each other at, at the yeah, same imagine time that. through the system. You don't need a <laughs> cell phone or anything through the actual or system. Discord. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Whoa. I think it was probably to cut down on the chaos, though. Like maybe they just thought it would be too much. And then also my sort of idea is that because in those games, the person in the front of the screen can run and auto scroll it. Right. And then it leaves people behind. So I was thinking that mm -hmm. maybe since it's online, they don't want that, that like, like maybe if somebody's lagging or their internet's not where it is, that person ends up just dying for no reason because they were like behind on the screen. And then everyone has to keep up with the person at the front. Like maybe they just thought that would be a little bit too chaotic and that could just lead to a right. lot of deaths or something yeah it could be a case of like oh you're supposed to be playing online with a group sean gets up he's going to get a drink and the other three people right. say, i'm not waiting for him to come back we want to keep playing yeah and, and then sean dies hey right. you then, know what survival he back and he's like you jerks why did you leave me here <laughs> i would say something much worse than that I but know. that's that's survival <laughs> of the fittest manifest destiny like Kill or be killed. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, kids these days, they have it too easy with their damn video games. Got Nabbit. These days. Is it true or false? No, you're right. I just think it's funny. Nabbit is in the game. You could just, if you want to, like, who's going to use Nabbit? Like a preschooler? Like and babies. That, little kids, yeah. But, but yeah. when we were preschoolers, we were playing Mario 1. We grew up Dying. on the street. We grew up on the street, Sean. We yeah. had to tough it out. You didn't even have a park, Sean. These kids now, they have a park. Exactly. And they, no, they I, didn't have, I didn't have a park. You, there was no parks. We had to go. That's, um, that's what I'm saying. We had to go to my grandma, where my grandma's <laughs> town was, which is like two towns over in order to uh, use a park that wasn't wow. filled with like drugs and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe where it has the driving assist. Yeah. It's so the little kid can pick up the controller, run through the level, feel accomplished. While you and I, when we were growing up, we probably had an older brother or older cousin who was playing the game solo, would give us a controller and say, oh, yeah, you're helping me. And then when they died, blame us and punch us. <laughs> there were adults in my life, uh, my yeah. stepdad and my uncle. Uh, they were they filled those roles. <laughs> Wow. My my stepdad used to accuse me of not telling him the controls and cheating all the time, and then we would yell at each other. It's very fun, very fun times. Yeah, um, memories my, you have. My brother would blame me if he died in a single player game, and he would punch me and hit me. My and brother would too. When we played Arkham Knights, I would tell him to go somewhere, and then he'd die, and then he'd freak out. Are you gonna play that when it comes out on the Switch? I don't know. Similar to Red Dead, I have a lot of trauma associated with those games. They're good games, though. I've beaten them, but I just... I mean, I don't think your yeah. brother's going to beat you up in college. I don't know. Well, you could drive here. Just kicks down the dorm room doors. Hey, <laughs> He's like, I heard you're playing Arkham. Get ready. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, I don't know. With the online modes, as they detailed, it's, you know, it's great that there is online. As we did have the fear that they wouldn't have this type of functionality, it's there. Thank you, Nintendo. You're justifying that $20 a year. Is this a mode either of you will actually utilize? Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, if we do something for the video, for a video. Yeah, I, I can guess. see like a spawn cast plays, you know? But outside of it, I can't say 
the way it sits now, I can't say I'm super interested in it. I I think hmm. I would totally use it for like like content wise, like streams or something like that. That could be fun, but yeah, I mean, if I wasn't making videos or doing that kind of stuff, I probably wouldn't utilize it too much. Local co-op, I totally will. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, I view it, like, my brother will probably pick up the game so his son can play it. So I'm sure there'll be a situation where he'll be like, oh, play Mario Wonder with your nephew. And maybe I'll play it there. But, I mean, ultimately, I guess it's just going to be me babysitting him in the game to watch if he dies so I can, you know, revive him. But I, I don't know if I necessarily see the incentive to play the game in this online atmosphere. Tell him to use Nabbit. And then you don't have to worry about I, it. I'm sure my brother will eventually <laughs> say, yeah, off. you can just play him. You know what I thought was interesting, though, is the fact that Yoshi is the only character that has unique abilities outside of the badges, which I am a big fan of the badges. I thought Those that cool. was really cool. But I thought they would do something, you know, akin to Mario 2, where, like, each character had their own strengths and weaknesses. Huh? But they didn't. They're just all the same until you do badges. But then you have Yoshi who can flow and you know uh suck th or eat things in he's not kirby he's not the, the <laughs> i mean i guess the throat goat the throat goat yeah <laughs> i guess i guess yoshi having his own unique abilities is kind of canon when you go through the other games like yoshi's story where he would eat the different colored shells and even super mario world you eat the red shell he could shoot fire eat the blue shell he got wings so that's kind of always an ability yoshi had in prior games so maybe that's what they were playing you know, trying to tribute a bit in the game here. And yeah, the badge system, really innovative idea that expands a lot in terms of replayability, how you can approach the stages, how you'll play the stages. So I love that inclusion. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they didn't give the other characters their own things though, because even in like the like a recent game, like uh, Mario 3D World, they all have their own things. Like Luigi jumps higher, Peach floats, um, Toad's mm -hmm. faster or something like that. So it was interesting that they wanted to keep those maybe the same, but I wonder if it's almost for for co-op modes so it doesn't get super confusing and super... But I, eh, 3D World had co-op. See, that's, a, that's an interesting point because that does reference what Sean was mentioning with Mario Brothers 2, is that those were the abilities those, game, those characters had in that game. So, you know, they already kind of played, you know, an yeah. homage to that reference of Yoshi or uh, Luigi having the flutter jump, Peach being able to hover, uh, Toad being fast. So they definitely could have referenced it here. Maybe they just don't want to acknowledge Mario Brothers 2 because it's not a true Mario <laughs> game. Or maybe like the badge system, they didn't want to overcomplicate it on top of that. Because uh, that can get pretty insane, I think, true. right? But then you could have leveled up these unique abilities via the badge system. Right. Have an extended hover for Peach and stuff yeah. like that. Well, you can only, Yeah, you can only have one badge on at a time, though. Right. Well, they should have added an Cuphead additional style. badge. Nope. One one at a time. One Even at Texas a time. Chainsaw has three. Yeah, that's true. But overall, <laughs> you know, how how are we feeling about this game? We think it's gonna be you know, let, let's do something fun. Let's do uh, a Metacritic guess. Um already? Ooh, okay. I mean, what else is there to show? I I mean I'm pretty true. sure they're done showing right. it. Like true. Um I will start, I will say, an 89. Okay. I'm going to go a 92. Anytime, Nate. Oh, man. 
90. I'm going to go with an even 90. Okay. All right. Kind of kind of all within striking distance of each other. But yeah, great looking game. Another banger for Nintendo. You know, no fuss, no muss. You know it's going to be a really good title. At the very least, you know it's going to be a really good title because it's not new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. <laughs> um, so we got a couple uh, interesting game announcements um, that I thought were worth mentioning. Um, of course, we have an update on NSO. Excite Bike 64 looking pretty damn crispy on the OLED screen. Definitely some <laughs> HD textures on there. Still a very fun game. You know, it, it takes a little, you know, a couple minutes to get used to the controls again, but I'm having fun revisiting this game. I remember playing this game actually in high school, so it wasn't like new at the time, but it was definitely one of those sort of party games that, you know, for controller N64 shit that we would play back in oh. the day. I mean, it's definitely a blast in the past. When I booted up the game, I saw Nintendo Sports. Oh, man. A logo we haven't seen in decades. And then Left Field Production. Oh, man. I was like, this was just a different era of Nintendo. Really? It was a more Western era with some things. Yeah, with Howard Lincoln leading the way. Fuck Howard Lincoln. <laughs> My trap will never be on a Nintendo system. Really? Really, Howard? Did he die? No, he's still alive. All right, so fuck Howard Lincoln. Did you ever, <laughs> did you ever play? Uh, you I ever... have. Oh. I yeah, I've played Excite Bike a little bit. I I really like the sports games from the N sixty four. They're actually some of the games that I think hold up the best, and so I'm excited to dive more into Excite Bike. And I I really like the S or the NES one. It's like one of my favorite NES games. So. You know, did you ever play the the, play. the Wii Wear Excite Bike game, Josie? Yeah. I I didn't, but I heard about oh. it like years later, and oh. I was really upset that I never got to experience it's it. It's so good. Get a get really? a get an emulator going. Yep. You know, throw it on Dolphin or something. Yeah, it it'll run, it runs fine on Dolphin. It's and, damn and use good. Controller. Yeah, it's it's super yeah. good. Did you play Excite Bike on the 3DS when they 3D'd it? No, I got a 3DS like a year ago. Uh, my my experience with Excite has not been super solid, but you can uh, I mean, you can buy an R four card or you can hack it. Yeah, I've already sort of done the second one, so wow. Well, then yeah, just I'll, download it. Yeah, I'll throw get it on, on there. Get H Shop, and it'll be on H Shop. Um, it's okay, a, okay. It's an app that you can use to download. So that's very very handy. It, it's literally like a file system you connect to online, and you can just choose any game. And oh, that is it. amazing! Yeah, look into H Shop. Um, I will do that. Yeah, because I uh, don't pirate kids unless you can't give the companies money for the products because they remove them. Uh, but yeah, Excite Bike sixty four, <laughs> pretty cool. And then today, it was like it was like a mini mini uh video game conference day because we had the Mario stuff. Of course, Starfield review embargoes went up, but two banger titles for the people oh. with gray in their hair were announced. A new G.I. Joe game, beat 'em up style, done at the oh, art style yeah. of like Turtles and the upcoming Toxic Crusader game. This looks really good. It does. It does. I mean, we haven't had a good G.I. Joe game in I don't know how long. Have we ever had a good G.I. Joe game? That's a good follow up question. <laughs> I think we the, may not have. The arcade game was pretty good from uh, yeah. 87 i think it was that was yeah. pretty good 
Um, the NES was okay-ish, and then there wasn't much. Like there, there, there really wasn't much. And then you had um, the game yeah, like, mill or yeah, like movie tie-in crap. No, yeah, no, we don't, we don't count that. We want the old <laughs> stuff, okay? And this is the old stuff. Looks great, great visual style, and then completely out of left fucking field. The game that we've deserved for quite a while. A brand new Rugrats game uh-huh. done in an 8-bit style. They're making an NES ROM of it. I think they might actually be making cartridges of it. Yeah, I think they are. You for can the, play it whoa, on an NES. For the 8-bit style. And then if you buy it on modern platforms or Steam, there's an HD visual style that you could switch to. And it's not just like, here's the game. And then, oh, look, now the textures are in 1080p. This is like... All new textures. It's like a, 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 it's like that uh, the Halo collection stuff. Yeah, like Halo Two, where it's like two versions of the game. Yep, it's like that. And this, it, it's all OG stuff. Tommy Pickles as a baby, Phil and Lil babies. <laughs> uh, Tommy Pickle or um, what Chucky? What's the fucking redhead's name? Chucky Finster. I, I wanted to call him Finster, but I was like Finster might be his last name, but it's the fucker from um. Uh, Power Rangers was Finster as well. Oh uh, yeah, Chucky Finster, a child. Like it looks like old school stuff that would have came out in the appropriate time, not the N sixty four nonsense right. Rugrats, but like stuff that would have came out when like I was eleven or ten or yeah, eleven. This is like Super NES style. Yes, sprites and they look fantastic, and they stay true to the original cartoons animation style. You immediately recognize them and i understand we are two men in our mid to late 30s talking about a rugrats game with excitement and there's reason for it because it looks phenomenal there's a lot of reason for it josie you a fan of rugrats uh i watched it when i was a kid a little bit but i haven't Which i one? don't know i wasn't deep into it i don't know the one that was out in the 2000s oh you watched all grown up uh... no 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 it was like the you, Wait, like not that were, new one, the computer-generated one. No, no, that was no, on like they were, no, 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 no. No. What was the theme young. song? That came out like two years ago. What was the theme song? Was it? I think it was the original. It just had. It was like they were all right, babies. I got, I got they, the real question. What was the name of Tommy Pickles' dog? God, I I could not tell you. I I watched this like a couple times as a very small kid. I don't remember. I'm not a fan. What was the dinosaur's name? Reptar. Man. Fucking, fucking, you had Reptar on ice. You had Reptar, 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 gotta find that Reptar. Reptar. When did this come? So, okay, so this came out. There's some kids on the ice. What's a dinosaur to do? So it came out in 91, and then production started again in 93, and it was to 94. So, wow, I I was a lot younger than I thought I was. So. In 91, I was fucking six years old. So, yeah, this was... I mean, they right were in reruns out. a lot on Nickelodeon. Yeah, but... It did. I think, I think Rugrats it was reruns. Rugrats and Doug and Hey Arnold were just always... Remember when they, yeah, they rebooted were... Doug? That was so lame. Oh, yeah, by Disney. Oh, God, that was terrible. Yeah, Patty was Mayonnaise bad. had the interesting haircut. I wanted to say something else. She had the interesting haircut. Oh, this looks really cute though. The the art style looks great. Did you see yeah. when it turns? Watch when it turns HD though. Keep watching. 
Okay. It looks, yeah, all of a sudden the sprites become twice the size. Oh, that's cool. That's like, that's kind of Cuphead esque. Like, yeah. that's that. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Got stew. Got mama that's pickles. That's what the cartoon I watched looked like. All right. So you did see the original. Maybe you saw the saw movie. The Maybe when you saw Rugrats go to Paris. Yeah, that was. No, they were just, I think it was just reruns of. of well, you know, it, but... this is the way you can tell. Was Susie or Dill in the show? God, you're asking me questions of when I was like five. Sean remembers know. when he was five. Yeah, vividly. Congratulations. I don't. All right. Do watch... you remember... What about the dummy bears? The dump. Is that yeah, like the, a cool the dummy version bears. of the of the gummy bears? They are kind of like the Care Bears of the Rugrats. Oh. I don't, okay. I don't what about what about Doctor Lipschitz? <laughs> Nate, this is such a <laughs> such a dead end. Like, oh, I'm pretty no. sure they were just reruns. The G changing subject really quick. The GI Joe game looks really cool. Actually, I love that art say, style. The Shredder's Revenge style is very cool. Isn't I'll it probably the same play company? It if it's like a beat em up. Isn't it the same company doing both of these games? It must be because that I looks so. like an almost. Who is, who are these gods of the world? Uh, let me check they... the tweet. Oh wow, they're charging. $60 for Borderlands 3 on the Switch? R-I-fucking-P. <laughs> uh, so this is Media Indie Exchange? Or published by The Mix Game. So yeah, they're doing they're doing Rugrats, and I'm, I'm pretty damn sure I saw them or maybe it was just announced? I don't know. I don't know what, the, what this is. Like, I've never heard of this before, and then all of a sudden... I see Rugrats, and I see um, Renegade Game Studios is doing what? GI Joe. Okay, and Rugrats, and also I do have bad news about Rugrats. Physical is through limited run, uh, so no. you'll you'll never be getting that. Okay, so they are, <laughs> they're different. They're different companies. This is weird that Did they, they announced them at the same time. Yeah, did Renegade? What? Who did uh, Shredder's Revenge? That looks like, the art style looks exactly the same. Well, that's like the new trend because um the uh Toxic Crusaders game. I don't know if you've, oh, yeah. you've seen that. Sa I've, same I've... exact art style. So Renegade yeah. Stu Game Studios. Who are you? Who are you? Why? I feel like I should know who you are. Um, let's see here. I did a game called Werewolf the Apocalypse. Yeah. That's that. very questionable to say the least. Um, you know, it's let's look at the game studios. Power here. Rangers, little my little pony. So they I guess they do a lot of like licensed stuff, maybe. So they do board games and stuff. Yeah, they're bigger than just a video game. So they're dabbling weird. into video. Interesting. They do like books. I think there's books on here too. Yeah. Oh well, hey, you know what? Yeah. Good for them. Weird. Are you sure that this is the company doing the G.I. Joe game, Josie? Yes, the, you can see it on their page. Mm -hmm. G.I. Joe, welcome to the uh, treacherous coils of Wrath Cobra. Of, Wrath of Cobra is the name of the game. I'm yeah, losing. treacherous coils of Cobra. So, there Okay. It is. Unlike what Josie was saying, um... Developer Maple Powered Games. 
What? And publisher Freedom Games will be handling G.I. Joe Wrath of Cobra oh coming to Nintendo Switch and PC <laughs> in quarter one of 2024. What? I the, looked, I literally looked at, what? Look at the Steam page. Uh, Cobra rears its ugly head again and it's up to G.I. Joe to save the world, embracing the 1980s era of the iconic universe. Wrath of Cobra is a side-scrolling, retro side-scrolling beat-em-up. Play as one of the legendary G.I. Joe characters, including Duke, Scarlet, Roadblock, Snake Eyes, and more. Defeat hordes of uh, Cobra Troopers, Vipers, Crimson Guards, and more of Cobra's I can't say that word. Malevolent Masochist? Okay, whatever. Fuck you. It's a goddamn... Masochist? No, it's M-A-C-H-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-S. What the fuck is that word? Machinations? What the fuck is that word? M-A-C-H... I can't believe I got this so wrong. I'm just so... I looked at... I just... Wow. M-A-C-H-I-N... Josie, how do you say this? M-A-C-H-I-N-A-T-I-N-O-S. I've never Uh, heard of this word. M-A-C-H-I-N-A-T-O-S? No. M-A-C-H-I-N-A-T-I-N-O-S. Machinatons? I don't know. Machination. Machinations? Machinations. That is crazy. That, that I. <laughs> that's the word that I. Yikes. So you got a retro soundtrack, post-launch support. Um. I can't believe only, I just lied. To oh, you. online co-op. Look at that. Fucking G.I. <laughs> Joe and goddamn Maple-powered games who I've never heard of until this point in time. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! I hope they could have Sergeant Slaughter in the game. <laughs> Let's see. Maple Powered Games. Okay. Oh, they did... um. Really, really nothing. Uh, they did Monster Harvest. Classic game on the... I mean, it looks <laughs> fine. You know, it's, it's a harmless game. And uh, I think that I think that's the only game they've done. Oh, wait a second! I did find a problem. Oh, they're Canadian. Ah, uh, that's why they're using terminology like machinations instead of just saying plot. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm a little skeptical about this. Anyways, folks, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up since this last ten minutes has been completely off the rails with Josie Woe <laughs> lying to you I about. I'm sorry. Is, I looked it up handling. and it. It literally gave me the. I was like, "Who's making the GI Joe Wrath of whatever?" Wrath then, of the Cobra. Wrath of the Cobra. I'm shocked. So I'm RGT85 as always. Jo- joined, joined, joined by Josie Woe. Josie, feel free yep, to. Yep. Say toodles uh, to everyone. I'll issue a public apology for that. I'm sorry. You um, should. <laughs> should I play the ukulele? Okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. You can play a ukulele while playing ukulele. And Nate the Hate. Nate. Today's episode was brought to you by the word machinations. A plot. And the Patreon. And the Patreon. And, and Jono. Shout out to Jono, as always. I don't know if we're just supposed to do that on Spawncast, but John. On everything. Su- John, Spawnwave John sucks at life. So we'll give it wow. to you here, too, Jono. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the Patreon, and we'll see you guys next time.